Yes, of course it will. Are there any video games about smoking that dank, dank marijuana? Uh, I'm sure they are. There are, and I'm sure they're awful. Yeah, that I'm sure about you right. can smoke weed in like Grand Theft Auto Five. Do you think? Actually, I don't think you can. I actually don't know. Now that I think about it, I know it. you can like do a lot of murders and a lot of well, you can drink um, grand th uh, thefting autos. Yeah, you could do a lot of grand theft of auto. There's a lot of games where you can drink, but I don't know of any games where you can smoke you that can dank weed. Blaze I it. do very distinctly remember. I have no idea if the podcast is I know out. Aaron left the room. Um, I think it has. I. Uh, <laughs> I very distinctly remember uh, for my Sims 3, I used to be a part of the modding community for the Sims 3. Oh. And I um, downloaded a mod where you can uh, smoke cigarettes and also smoke and grow marijuana. Hell yeah. So you and smoke that fucking kind yeah, of herb. And your fucking Sims that would get special benefits bush. from it. And you could like get good at gardening weed and you could like sell it <laughs> to get people. get special benefits like... G good. It was at like a mood booster, but eating it, nachos. Yeah, it like it like made your made your hunger go down pretty quickly. <laughs> Super chill. Fucking dank ass mods. Am I right? Good at sleeping. Hannah. Yeah, very good at sleeping. You get sleepy, but you're very happy the whole time. Yeah, you're, you're just it's so delighted to be stoned. That's great. I don't know if there was um uh, a thing that would make it so you could get too high, and then you're just good at. Seeing hallucinations, and then you're good. Oh, or auditory panicking. hallucinations yeah, in my world. Then you're good at panicking about the cops. No, no, I don't know if it was illegal in The Sims to get high. Yeah, but that's that a would good question. Is weed? Is what's the the stance in Sim? What's it called? Simville. What the the world of The Sims? Simville. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's Sims called. I don't know. I think it has a name. It probably. I'm does. sure there's an actual answer yeah. to this. There's like names for everything in The Sims. It's like yeah. how Tetramino, like Tetris blocks, Tetraminos all have their own names. Uh -huh. There's names for everything in The Sims. Anyway, I wonder what the stance on cannabis legalization is. In well, it was a mod. I do just want to remind. Yeah, you. Yeah, but like separately from that, I oh, wonder if yeah. weed is legal in. Well, I don't Sim think world. weed exists in Sim World because they don't have alcohol. They have what's called juice. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's Kai. I hate to break this to you. What? But that's alcohol. What, Hannah? Hey, welcome to Entertainment <laughs> Play. We've been talking for several minutes about weed, and we don't know what's on the record or not. My it's name my, is Kai. All of it is on the record. My pronouns are they, then theirs. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And welcome to If It's Gay We Play. We don't know where Aaron went. He we went to don't turn know on where the Aaron heat. Went. We're recording in Aaron's basement, which is extremely cold. Very cold. Very nice wood paneling yeah. and hanging very lights. Very cold and very seventies. Yeah, and um, I do feel like this room. <laughs> If if this room exists in the seventies, which I suspect is when it was made, it I have seen a porn that was shot in this room. Like you, you remember? There's a lot of porns no. from the seventies where I there's like wood paneling. Porn. Well, I've never specifically sought it out. Like I've never been like, "Hey, give me that good seventies porn." But I do have, um, not necessarily for uh, sexual or erotic reasons, but I do have an interest and investment in the history of porn and like special special rare collectors edition porn <laughs> kai collects superhero porn i collect superhero porn which is to say they have two dvds which is to say they 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 don't have as many porn dvds as they used to so it's very <laughs> difficult for me to collect superhero porn so right now it's more like 
it, it looks like a specific kink that I have. But yeah, if I were to have, I have to have five duties. or more in order for it to be considered a collection. I feel I so, think so. I really need to start getting on that. But anyway, uh, I've seen I've seen porn in the seventies, and it looks exactly like this room. Well, instruments and all. I feel like this room would be really scary if both doors were closed. Kind of. Yeah, it would. That's why I'm very grateful that the door is open. Yeah. I want to go back to the weed in the Sims. <laughs> I want to go back to talking about weed in the Sims. Um, fucking blaze it. I don't think there's anything else to say. I don't know if there's anything the else to say I either. Think we really, we I think really tapped gonna, that. You're really going to be forcing that. Um, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's Indie Game Roundup Week, which we'll get to. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. We're heading out into the indie game fields. And howdy, partner. Howdy, part partners. We're heading out into those fields and we're roping ourselves a couple of indie games and we're going to go up on a mountain and on home. have gay sex with no lube. Uh, oh. That's Brokeback Mountain, baby. I know, but I imagine, okay, af- I a, imagine that as, you spit, right? Bare as, minimum? Well, probably, but how good of a lubricant is spit, Kai? Better than nothing, I tell you what. It's basically nothing. Um, <clears throat> as uh, my coworker said, gay uh, sex on, in a tent with no lube and a bussy full of beans. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, that's all they've been eating. No, that's true. And they have what probably- coworker was this? Yes. No, Aaron. Oh yeah, Other Aaron. <laughs> that also makes a lot he's of a, sense. He's, he's a goober. He is a goober. Um, hey Kai. Hey Hannah. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? I've done a lot of really gay stuff this week. I think. Um, I've I've been spending a lot of time just uh with with my family and friends, really trying to like uh you know connect reconnect with God. with God and myself and my family and my friends and my children and my God. my cat and my God and, and your Jesus. my Jesus your, pers- your um, own personal Jesus my own personal <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I, and I've just been like been sitting, a lot of time I've been sitting with by Depeche the telephone. Mode. I actually have been spending a lot of time yeah, connecting with Depeche, Depeche Mode. Mode. I do listen to a lot of Depeche Mode. Um, I'm not entirely sure how old I am. I'm trying to figure out what the gayest, um, is being ignorant of current technological or pop cultural trends gay? Uh, it can be. Okay, so probably one of the more interesting things that happened to me, it's, this is not one of the more interesting things that happened no, to me this I, week. I'm like, this is, this is a small anecdote. You're so <laughs> fucking rude. Um, what, we, I was listening to, oh, God, what is that song about horses that everyone has been on? It's that, like, uh, country, country trap song. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Um. Are you going to play it? No, less, I'm not going to play it. Less than 30 seconds. I think you have to. In the mic. Old Town Road. I have no idea what that is. Old Town Road is... We play um, it? Less than 30 seconds, we're golden. Is that song uh, by uh, Lil Nas X? And I don't Billy know Ray Cyrus did a, uh, a, like, a version of it, like I a have... verse of it, <laughs> because people were being really discriminatory about it. Um, Wait, what the fuck are you? T- all the words coming out of your mouth make no sense in the order that you're saying them. People were discriminatory about the song. Well, yeah, because he's a black man who is. And doing so Billy Ray music. Cyrus later did a verse. Yeah, like cover, like uh, did a did a sort of remix of it, and it's a like cover? top on the. Uh, I think so. Like top on the charts. I don't think he covered it. He did a remix of it because it was still the same song, but he added like a verse. Um. Can you play the song? I have no yeah, like I'll I cannot I cannot envision the th- what, the sound of the thing that you're saying. Well, don't start it in the beginning. Oh, okay. Like go to the meat of the song, you dingus. 
That's enough. That's more than enough. That that's uh, it's it's a it's a good song. It's like Is very it? popular, you know. Yeah, it's an enjoyable because, song. Okay, popular and good are not the same thing. Well, it's both popular, and I also think it's good. I don't think it's good. Okay, great. So, um, I. I completely forgot where I was going with this. Uh, Why did you start talking about this? Well, because I'm going to get into it because one of my friends was showing it to me because I had heard about it on the read uh, a little bit ago um, and uh, I hadn't heard it yet. And so we were listening to it together and she was like, yeah, everybody's been putting this on TikTok. And I was like, what is, what that? is that? Because apparently I've been seeing all these memes that are saying like TikTok or whatever, right? T-I-K-T-O-K. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, why is everybody fucking referencing this years old Kesha song? <laughs> like, what is what is everybody talking about? And it turns out that TikTok is uh, an app that's kind of like Vine where you do like quick little short videos, but most of them are like really cringy and bad. But apparently it's this app where people have been referencing this song on it. And I just literally had no idea about what the fuck this is. Is that what straight people are up to? It's what gay people are up to too apparently because this friend is very homosexual. And much younger than I am. Well, yeah, much younger than I am too. Uh, And I just had no idea what was going on until she told me about it. And I felt like... That extreme ignorance of pop yeah, culture was, I guess was pretty gay. On Snapchat again, I guess Snapchat's popular. Yeah, Snapchat again. is popular again. And this I, friend is also on Snapchat. For, I cannot fathom why. Snapchat we should ask sucks, uh, a friend of the show, Bernadette, more about this because they have uh, younger teen siblings, siblings, teen siblings <laughs> who are very in the know about yeah. what's what's going on. Yeah, in pop we should. Culture. We should have a little. Uh, Bernadette's teen update. I would actually love to do that. And tell us what the teens are up to. This was Kai's incomprehensible pop culture teen (laughs) update corner. meandering anecdote about what the youngins are up to. I actually learned that it is a Virgo trait to have meandering anecdotes because (laughs) you think that all the details are important when in reality they are not at all (laughs) important. I just like, I just needed more context for what you were talking about because I had never heard of this song. I have never heard of country trap. As a genre, mm-hmm. I am neither categorically against trap music, nor am I categorically against country music. I really don't like like top 40 popular country. Mm-hmm. I think it's garbage. But um, I enjoy the occasional trap. Um, I just had no idea that that was a crossover. I had mm-hmm. no idea about the song. I didn't mm-hmm. know what TikTok was. Mm-hmm. Is this... Are we are we on um, Reply All now? Is this Yes, Yes, No? This is Yes, Yes, No. If Aaron was in the room, we could have Yes, Yes, No. Where yeah. the fuck did he go? I have no goddamn idea. He's supposed to be producing <laughs> our podcast. And participating. He's been out of the room for like 15 minutes. I have no idea. It, it, is, it cannot have been 15 it's minutes been because I cannot time, have talked dude. about Old Town gonna, Road for on. that long. I'm going to look over here. It has been 12 minutes and 55 seconds. That's absolutely incredible. Um. So anyway, that's that's my gayest thing I've done this week. We is good I podcast. knew about Old Town Road because I, I listen to the read and I'm up to date on like cultural important things. But nobody has ever fucking told me what TikTok was. And then also I was online and a friend of the show, Jocelyn, explained to me what um cheesing is when you throw cheese at a baby. Oh, yeah. No, uh, 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 Bethany talked to us about that in that meeting. I didn't know it was like a thing until Bethany said that. I didn't fully understand Because Bethany teaches children. Yeah. Um, but apparently you throw cheese at babies and that's a meme. Yeah, and, and then it's you, always American cheese, which just strikes me as really gross. Well, yeah, that's the funniest. An American cheese slice is the funniest. For, if you're going to throw – you can't just throw a black of cheese at something. Well, no, that's cruel. A floppy, disgusting What about like piece. a soft brie? No, that's bad. It's not funny unless it's floppy. It's like slapping somebody with a fish. It's got to be floppy um, to be funny. Okay. Like yeah, you could fair. throw like ham 
at somebody and accomplish a similar thing. Like a slice of ham, not like a whole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> picturing a whole, whole, whole. Bone in a whole ham. Is like, that called a shank? I don't fucking know. I'm a vegan. A shank of ham? I'm also vegan. I don't know what a shank is, dude. So we're leaving Kai and Hannah's corner of ignorance, and I'm going to ask will you, Hannah. Will somebody explain pop culture to us? Can somebody please write to useless. us and tell us what's going on? Because I'm a useless homosexual, and I don't know anything about what the youths are doing these days. Hannah, what is the gayest thing that you've done this week, my good friend Hannah? I've just been working constantly. I know. You've been working so hard. You had that fun thing that you put on yeah, yesterday. I, I so did. I read a, uh, we had like a Dordic hand poke rune event at our tattoo shop that Nordic I ran. Nordic is what you said. You were yawning when you said that. I just want to Yeah, Nordic. Around. Sorry. Um, at our uh, fucking tattoo shop. Mm, and, fucking. Uh, and I spent all of Friday putting it together and all of yesterday uh, running it um, and playing the Banner Saga 2 mm. on Switch, mm. which is what I'm going to talk about for any game roundup. Um, all of which is to say, I was sick, real sick for part of the week. Yeah, you were sick for like two days, but you were super sick, and then instantly after that, it was like you were better. Yeah, it was like a 48-hour bug. Yeah, it might have been a bug. It might have been allergies. Yeah. You feel like it was a bug? I feel like it was a bug. Yeah. Um, I did spend a whole day feeling like somebody poured hot sauce in my eyes, so I think it was a combination. Yeah. Allergy bug situation. Um, Because the pollenocalypse is going on right now, apparently. I guess, so I've heard. Uh, From me. From you. I read my, the news. My source for the outside world because yes. I don't know what's fucking going on. I guess I do. Um, I don't feel like my week's been all that especially gay. I went to a metal show. It's not not especially gay. Metal is gay. Oh, I know exactly what the gayest thing. Oh I've my god, tell is. me immediately. I literally laughed a straight man. Oh yes, a cishet white man out of a bar I was in. Tell us the story, Hannah. Will ya? I am concerned about Aaron. <laughs> He's fine. So just long. tell us the fucking story. Um, I'm just concerned He's about. Probably our, in the bathroom. You know how he is. I'm concerned about our audio spikes and that there's no one here to tell us no. That's his job. <laughs> so anyway, tell the story. I was in a dive bar next to the tattoo shop where I work. Amazing. Uh, where we go for many drinks because it's literally like it shares a wall with us. It's directly next door, and I was sitting with a couple of my coworkers and friends, and um. My friend who's the bartender, who's a lady, who's a bartender, it's important Amazing. that she's a lady for yes. this story, uh, was working, and there was this cishet white man. I can only assume all those facets of his identity based on his, his actions, actions, his words and actions in this context, and he was, I, I missed sort of the context for the conversation, but he was um, loudly mansplaining, uh, hunting to Becca, uh, the bartender, mm. and was like... Talking to her, he's like, yeah, like, most hunters are actually, like, conservationists. Like, most hunters are, like, wealthy conservationists that are creating, like, a better, like, ecosystem through hunting and blah, blah, blah. Which there are hunters that, like, work to cull populations and, like, like we have to act as a predator in the ecosystem because we fucked it up so bad and killed all the predators. So there's a function for that, but that's not what he was talking about. Um, and, uh, it was just like talking in and out and Becca was like talking to him. She's like, yeah, I travel a lot. I've been to the Congo. Like I've seen silverback gorillas. Like I put my money where my mouth is and blah, blah, blah. And he just like kept naturally mansplaining everything she was talking about to mm-hmm. her. Um, 
And then, and she kept saying to him, I don't want to have this conversation with you. I don't want to talk about this with you. That's quite a blatant way to put that. Yeah. Which is great. Because he, well, she's been a bartender for a long time. She's yeah. a very good bartender. She's a very no-nonsense bartender. And he is a white man. So uh, she said no conservatively four times and he just didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the, what I would postulate is the fifth time he said no or she said no, sorry. Uh, she said no. I don't want to talk about this with you. He and he was, of course, increasing in volume. Of course, um, as he talked, and uh, she, like the fifth time, she was like, "No, I don't want to talk about this with you." He was loudly like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know I was being rude." Hannah had to move the microphone away from her face to do that impression. Uh, and um, I just started laughing, like full, like my my genuine unforced reaction to the situation was like a full bo- like belly laugh mm-hmm. it was so Your genuinely very funny cackle. to me um my yeah my like bark cackle my yes. very loud bark cackle um just escaped my mouth and i just sure. started laughing and then i don't really know what he was saying but he kept saying stuff like i'm just trying to like have a conversation and like doing the right man thing and blah 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 and i i don't really remember what he said but like everything he said made me laugh harder and i was just laughing and laughing and laughing and then he got he just kept getting angrier and angrier naturally until he got up and he was like grumbling to himself and he was leaving he's like good you feel better about yourself and your echo chamber <laughs> and he let la- i don't you think he said echo chamber at some point but as he was leaving he was like yeah I feel better about yourself and he left and you could watch him like through the window of the bar you watch him go out to the street and literally like stomp down the street he was Holy so shit. mad he caused like a, a tantrum a full-grown man i shot i caused a full-grown man to have a temper tantrum i mean he was already i mean he's, i mean like he would have done it with or without you yeah he's a full-grown white man the uh, he's a cis-out white man uh, presumably of some privilege because he was defending wealthy hunters as conservationists. Mm-hmm. Um, all he, the only way he knows how to process emotion is to have a tenter, temper tantrum. Sure, sure, sure. And my raucous laughter caused him to leave the bar. Um, and also he like didn't tip the bartender hardly at all. Natch. Of course he did. Uh, he gave like a 75 cent tip, which is oh, basically that's saying. That's an insult. It's an insulting tip. It's basically saying like, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm going to tip you, but I want you to feel bad. I want you to feel angry yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, I laughed to say that white man out of a dive bar. And it's it made me feel powerful. very powerful. Uh, also that in my journey of my life and anger management that I didn't just get like mad at this dude. No, I'm very proud of I you. That I just got like it was just funny. Which it was objectively a funny thing. It was very, very funny. We found our producer. <laughs> we, we, we went and searched him out. <laughs> this is Aaron, his pronouns are he, him, his. Hello, I was in my abode. <laughs> he was in his. You're like, hey, bud, are you going to come produce the podcast? God bless. Um, I don't have a good sense of time. No, we, we know. We know, Aaron. Um, uh, Hannah. Yes, Kai. Should we do what you're playing this week, or should we just go right into Indie Game Roundup? Well, have you played anything this week? Hannah, I, um, that's a really great question, and I really appreciate <laughs> no. you asking it, because I think that isn't um, the world a game and all of us avatars? <laughs> all the world's a game, and all the men and women merely character creation avatars with a binary gender option. It's awesome. <laughs> That's a funny joke. I like that a lot. Thank you very much. I'm yeah, you're as welcome. you like it right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I referenced it. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, fucking hell. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't played anything this week. I watched the movie Us and I want to talk about it. 
And I also want to talk about gender stuff because we missed our big queer topic. Is Us technically an indie movie? No. No, not at all. Not, uh, yeah, literally, no. I don't know. Um, do you want to talk about Us first and then I'll talk about Andy Game Red Up since you haven't played anything but you've watched a thing? Yeah, um, I did go to see Us last night uh, with friend of the show, Wendy, powerful bisexual, Um and it is probably, uh, I haven't seen a lot of movies this year, so this probably is not the best metric for it, but it's the best movie that I've seen this year. It is it's, absolutely incredible. Well, it's April, and I think this is the only movie you've seen this, this year. This is the only movie I've seen this year. Um, it's a really good movie, though. It's a very high-quality film. I love horror movies. It's really funny. And one of the, It is very funny. And one of the things that uh, gets me in a lot of modern horror movies is I feel like there's so much horror that we can be exploring that we haven't necessarily explored to its greatest extent or it, through a particular lens and something that I really appreciate um, about us is that it takes uh, the the horror of doppelgangers into an entirely different direction than I than I sort of expected it to um, and I very much enjoy uh, all of the actors incredible performances I actually do not know what the two children are named um, not like in the movie but like in real life <laughs> in real life um, uh, Zora and Jason are their names in the movie. Uh, they're both incredible child actors. Like, I am always so impressed when a kiddo can like do a really good job in a performance. Dude, kid actors are good now. I like, know. Every it was like amazing. child actor I see in a thing is so good. And I do just want to say also, uh, Lupita Nyong'o's performance was absolutely incredible because all of these she's actors. She's the most beautiful. Woman she's in the, the world. most beautiful woman in the world, and she's one of my favorite actors that I've ever seen. Um, because all of these people had to play effectively two characters and often playing against themselves, like playing to themselves, like with themselves. And it, her performance playing was just, themselves. yeah, playing with themselves. If you will. Her performance was just so like fucking transcendental. It was like absolutely incredible. Voice. Um, and, uh, this is, this is actually apparently the highest grossing opening weekend for a film starring a, a black female lead. Hell yeah. Which I am just so happy that it was, uh, that that happened, basically. Yeah, it like yeah. sucks that there haven't been very high grossing films, but they earned like 70 million in the first weekend. Us hell did. yeah. It was really incredible. And I don't know. I just loved it a lot. It was really well done. Um, and all I want is for Jordan Peele to make a, uh black horror anthology more yeah. than anything else because one of my favorite moments in that film that I was regaling Hannah with the tale of earlier is there's this very uh, light spoilers ahead there's this very good scene where this um white family gets murdered and it's so fucking funny like it's really funny like they're these shitty rich white people and they get fucking murdered and it's Hell tight yeah. and I was the only one that I could hear laughing, though I think Wendy was laughing too, because we were in a theater with a lot of white people, <laughs> or at least like white passing people. And you I was at like, the Alamo Draft House. I was at the Alamo Denver. Draft House. And I was like, uproariously Which is a fucking laughing. Fantastic it's a great movie theater. theater. Um, I was like, uproariously laughing at this uh, entire scene because it was, it was funny. And um, all of the people around me were super horrified and like scared. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is the this comic is comedy your privilege. Yeah, I know. Like, all of Jordan Peele's films are like, they're coming for your privilege. Are you ready to let go you of it? And everyone's it. like, Wait, what was the showing of the movie? What time was the show? 7.45 p.m. Okay. It's kind of a weird time, I guess, to go to a movie. Was it a full theater? I guess it, it was, was a full theater, theater actually. Yeah, yeah. You, they would, almost didn't let you have the ADA seat. Yeah, the, uh, the, fucking, the fucking lady at the front was like, hey, I'm the only seat that we have 
left available is the ADA seat. So if a disabled person comes and asks for it, we're going to have to give it to him. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm disabled. So that's going to be no problem. I would like that seat, please. Um, <laughs> like I, I fucking uh, I don't need to use uh, uh, like walking assisting device every day, like a wheelchair or a cane or anything like that. But sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. So like on the days that I don't fucking nobody thinks that I'm disabled, even though walking sucks and I can't sit for a very long time. So it's like, listen, listen, lady, not every disabled person looks how you think like a disabled person should look. Wah, wah. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too goth to be disabled, I guess, is what it really comes down to. People think that you can't be a part of a subculture if you're disabled. Like people think that you can't put effort into your appearance or like look a certain way. If you're I guess. Disabled. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I was going to say, I don't think the people in the subculture think that. No, nobody in the subculture thinks that because I know a lot of goth disabled folks. But yeah. like from from the outside looking in, a lot of people are like, oh, you look a certain way. So you can't be disabled. Like yeah. you have dyed well, hair. Yeah. So even separately from that, like even if you were very like straight laced and preppy yeah. looking, I think the fact that just the fact that you don't use mobility aids every day, like, yeah. And well, you also expect disabled people to be wearing like, I don't know, like sweatpants and a sweatshirt or like, yeah, you expect yeah, yeah, them yeah. to be like dressed in a certain way, which is a really other shitty like form of discrimination. Oh, yeah. So oh, like, no. It's not like I can wear, like, my platform heels every day because that's not the easiest thing in the world. But I like dressing goth, so I do. Yes. And I'm disabled. So that's my indie game is my disability. Um, I play it every day, whether <laughs> whether I want to or not. <laughs> and it is entirely self-produced, uh, directed, written art. So, you know. Um, how on a scale of 1 to 10? Sorry. I was up very late finishing the Banner Saga too. I know. I'm so excited to hear about it. So I could talk about it for the podcast. Um, I didn't need to do that. I just wanted to. I know. It was. I'm not like being like, well, for the podcast. Like I chose to do this. I know. Anyway, I'm going to go back to bed after this. Yeah, God bless um, you. It's not even that early in the morning. No. <laughs> it's like 11 a.m., 10.45. Yeah. Anyway, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how spooky would you say that um, – us was so my greatest fear is doppelgangers yes um kill your double is my greatest fear scenario and i really wanted to conquer that i would probably put it at like maybe a five or six even despite that there is not a lot of violence or gore or blood or anything like that a lot of the concepts are scary but there's not like um i know i'm just giving context because you're not the only person listening um Uh, there's not a lot of, um, like jump scares, but there's a lot of like scary elements to it. I, I would probably put it on the lower end of like scary as scary movies go, but the music is very anxiety inducing. Like you do feel a sense of adrenaline through a lot of the film. On a scale of one to 10, how spooked do you think I would be watching it? I would probably put you at a six. I would say that you would probably be at a six. I think you could deal with it really effectively because I think the movie is just so well done that you would be interested in watching it anyway. And funny enough, there's not like a lot of scenes of comedy, but the, um, the dad, Gabe, who's, uh, the actor's name, first name, I believe is Winston, but I can't remember his last name right now. Um, Churchill. No, it's not Winston Churchill. Um, it's in fact the opposite of Winston Churchill (laughs) in many ways, uh, has a lot of very fun one-liners and the interactions between the family are very funny, but the concepts are very scary and the it's based on sort of a a realish premise which is you know um 
exacerbated because it's a film uh that there are a bunch of abandoned tunnels underneath america like there's just a shit ton of like whoa not used sewer systems or like not used subway systems and just you know tunnels and shit it doesn't like span the entire u.s like this this film concept says but like they're not all the tunnels are connected but how do you know well i don't because I've never been in them, but like that's what I suspect is that they're not all connected. Mole that people, would be very Kyle, hard. lizard people from the Listen, center of the earth. Listen, people do live in those tunnels. Lizard like, piece of people from the center of the hollow earth. The lizard people are the celebrities, Hannah. You know that better than anyone. Do I better than anyone? Better than anyone. Whoa, am I? Am I the authority on lizard? You're people? the authority on in lizard the center people. of the ho- the center of the flat earth, the yes. hollow center of the flat earth. Yes. How does a flat earth have a center? Is what I don't I know, know, Kai. <laughs> you sound so tired. Flat earthers are the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. Listen, okay, they're up there. No, you're not wrong. Uh, I want to. I want to hear about Banner Saga too because I really loved the first Banner Saga game, and it kind of left on a um on a oh what's gonna happen next note. So I'm really well, yeah. curious about what's what's you going on. You want to play there. the other games? Well, yeah, I'm gonna play the game. Um. So while I was running my Nordic f- flash event, it's not a Viking flash event. It's actually p- post Viking. Anyway. Um, and I was, uh, doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I had Kai, uh, bringing my switch. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the tattooers doing the hand poke runes is a very gay Viking. Yes. Uh, who runs Blue Pony in Portland. Very sweet, And is also a, a tattoo artist, and he's very sweet. So I played Banner Saga 2, mm-hmm. which I had started a long time ago. Like, I had started in the summer, um, because I played all of Banner Saga 1 pretty much while we were in Canada. And then yeah, I, I started that. Banner Saga 2. Um, and then when I so when I picked it up again yesterday, I sort of forgotten what was going on. But I, I figured it out mm-hmm. relatively quickly. But there was some stuff where I was like, because you play, you alternate between the perspectives and stories of two different player characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I kind of like completely forgot what was going on with one of the play- What is in my pocket? It's a sticky note. Well, sticky note. It's a Sputnik vegan von me. Incredible. That's cool. what I had for lunch yesterday. Great. Um, and, uh, but I picked it up. Um, hold on a second, Hannah. Do you think you, um, wrote that note like a couple of days ago because you psychically knew that you would have a Sputnik vegan von me in a couple of days? Maybe. Uh, no, it's not what happened. Okay. Sorry to disillusion you. That's all right. It Keep was just going. that somebody else was originally going to go pick up my sandwich oh. and then I went instead. That's fine. I have no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> Illusions, Dad. You cannot dispel any illusions that I do not have. You don't have time for my illusions. Um, fuck me, dude. So tell me about the Banner Saga. Describe the gameplay of the Banner Saga because we haven't really talked exceptionally about it. Yeah, it's a turn-based combat game. Yeah, so uh, the Banner Saga is two has two different very fun mechanics that Mm -hmm. I enjoy very much. Um, and the first is being a to like basically text-based adventure game mm-hmm. with a lot with a choice-based text-based adventure yeah. game with every it's one of those things where like every choice is not every choice but a lot of the choices are like heartrending mm-hmm. and have very real and sometimes immediately terrible consequences yeah. um like there are some things where like you can make any choice and I'd be re- reinterested I'd be interested in replaying the whole the saga. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the third game yet, but I'm going to next um, and making different choices. Mm-hmm. And then there are some 
choices that you make where I immediately reload it. Like there's one big choice in Banner Saga 2 that I made and I immediately reloaded the game because it was so, I was like, no, that was the wrong choice. Yeah. yeah. Like it's how like in, um, in like Mass Effect, there are some choices that you can make that are the incorrect choice. That literally choice. kill your crew members. Yeah. Or yeah. what what have you. Um, and of course the most famous choice with the uh, Geth and Quarian thing which oh, i found out God. i found out the hard way in my so recent replay I. of two that there are very specific things you have to excuse me my replay of three mm-hmm. there are very specific things you have to do in two and there's like a checklist and mm-hmm. if you don't do the right quantity of those things mm-hmm. you cannot make the reconciliation decision yep and some horrible genocide has to mm-hmm. happen and it is heartbreaking dude mass effect 3 is one of is one of my favorite well-written games of all time yep i know that's a contentious uh, opinion but it's true i agree and banner saga is similar and fun fact tell me more uh stoic games which is the company that makes the banner saga mm-hmm. and that's all they've made so far as they've made the banner oh, saga wow. trilogy they've done a really good job um is was started by ex bioware employees oh really uh-huh so that makes so much sense why i love sense. those games so much yeah then. it makes uh, i mean like choice-based uh, well-written storytelling is yeah. what Bioware used to do God when they bless were good. anyone who escaped from Bioware. Yeah, also, RIP, pour one out for what Bioware used to be. Maybe it could be again. Maybe the Kotaku uh, expose will actually force yeah, them to change. Yeah, yeah. God hopes. Probably not because EA is garbage, but we'll EA see. EA is garbage. Um, do you, oh, man. I always get that challenge everything stuck in my head whenever I think about EA. EA Sports. It's in the game. That too. That too. Um... Uh, Banner Saga choice based, uh, choice based, uh, also text based. Combat. Yeah. So anyway, so it's choice based, text based. Um, very, very beautiful art and stuff. Mm, Not yes. a lot of like fluid animation outside of combat. Mm-hmm. Mostly just like static on a screen. But there will be the occasional cutscene, which mm-hmm. is very, very beautiful. Oh, they're gorgeous. Very beautiful two D animation. Um, it's all two D. Yeah. Also, um, and or like the I guess the combat is like two and a half D. Um, and then the combat system is as you have said several times mm-hmm. turn-based mm-hmm. um and it's high fantasy like ancient nordic yeah. setting so it's it's like a fictionalized high fantasy like ancient like nordic world not really vikings but like nordic world um where there's humans and there's varl which are giants mm-hmm. and there are uh other things there are other things uh in banner saga 2 eventually you meet centaurs um, what? Which are called Horseborn. I love centaurs. Yeah, I know. Uh, Do you? Yeah, actually, I think I just knew in my heart because you were a horse girl. I was a horse girl. And horse girls love centaurs. That's true. For obvious reasons. They're horse people. Yeah. Um, the centaur is the ultimate dream form of the horse girl. Um, I don't want to be a centaur. I just want to know one. You, horse girls all want to fuck centaurs. I don't want to fuck a centaur. Yeah. Do you think they'd have a human dick or a horse dick? That's a great question, Hannah, and I think they have both. Yeah. I'm envi- <laughs> I'm envisioning that with this sort of like a little human dick or yeah, like regular front. sized, but it would look very small yeah. on their horse body uh-huh. in the front. Yeah. And then a, a horse dick in the big back. old horse dong in the back. Uh. <laughs> it's like a mullet. Is this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's it's a dick mullet. 
My centaurs have dick mullets. I know what my image this week is going to be. Yikes. I don't know. Yikes a doodle. Yikes a doodle. I don't know if we want that on our, our brand. It'll be a secret image that you have to go through a series of hoops to jump yeah, through. Yeah, we're going to make an ARG about it's an ARG about centaur dick mullets. Centaur dick mullets. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. But the way they do centaurs, these horseborn, are very um, cool. Like, it's really. Mm. The way that they do all the monster design is very cool. Um, you fight these things called dredge, which are these like stone monsters that you're learning more about. And there's like wizards and shit called menders. And the way that they do mm-hmm. magic is very interesting in this world yeah, too. Yeah, it is. The justifications for it are fascinating because one of my favorite things that video games do is create uh, worlds that explain how the magic in them works. Right. Like I love, I love. I love seeing the different ways mm-hmm. magic works in different yeah, high and fantasy. Like That's how, one of my favorite things about high yeah, fantasy exactly. is That's why how like does D&D. magic work in this world? Because D&D provides justifications for the various types of magic mm-hmm. that exist in the world, and yeah. I love that. Well, as we've talk, kind of talked a little bit about before, like what technology is to sci-fi, mm-hmm. magic is to high fantasy. Sure, sure, sure. Um, And the, the crux of like your sci-fi is how does the technology work in this world, mm-hmm. usually. Um, and the crux of your high fantasy is how does magic work in this world? Mm-hmm. What are the rules of this, the rules of the magic in this world? Because mm-hmm. if there's no magic, then it's low fantasy and it's boring of shit and it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, which has dragons later, but it's still fucking boring ass low fantasy. I hate Game of Thrones. I don't so know if I hate it. So tell us more about Banner Saga. Um, so yeah, so the horseborn are really, really cool. That horseborn lady is very hot, I think. Um, There's a specific one that she's pointing at on Aaron's screen. Yeah, turn it's it, not turn the screen Hannah's. around and let uh, uh, Kai see. Around. Scroll up and let Kai see the hot horseborn lady. Oh, she's beautiful, isn't she? But they're sorry, I can't turn it more without unplugging everything. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> perfect. They can see this um, fine. Thank you. The yeah, just the design of the horseborn is very interesting because it's not just like. They're Your not classic centaur. Yeah, they're not just like totally human looking upper body with like like hey like regular human hair and like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, how yeah. like in the Harry Potter movies, centaurs are just like a pretty regular looking dude slapped onto a horse. Mm-hmm. Um this in is the like movies at least. Yeah, in the movies at least. The upper bodies of the horseborn also don't look like totally they're human-esque they're humanoid Mm -hmm. but they are still very like different looking like their their color pattern of their horse body like goes up into their human Mm -hmm. body so they'll be like a palomino horseborn that it's like palomino all the way up they like look like they have vitiglio it's very cool um and they will have like weird not just hair but like head spikes almost um and their eyes they're like human esque faces but with like big black horse eyes Whoa, dude. so they're very like alien looking yeah. it's very cool um like i when, when i first encountered them in the game my first reaction was like that is such a cool way to do centaurs like that is such an interesting way to do centaurs um i have a question for you yes do you normally like turn-based combat games yes is that is that like one of the things that you enjoy yes okay Cool. I was just curious because I haven't seen you spend a lot of time playing a lot of those. Um, I ha- I mean, I've I transistor is like half turn based. Yeah, that's true. It's like semi turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy that. The combat on transistor is very very fun. Um, are you s- squinting your eyes? I was gonna I was gonna say that Twisted Transistor is my favorite corn song, but that's nothing. No, that's, that's nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of, like, pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. I do think there's a there's a twisted transistor joke in there, but that wasn't it. And now I think it's ruined. Yeah. Twisted <laughs> trans sister. Because I didn't make a I didn't make a joke. No, I just said the name of a corn thing song. that you like, which is great. Need, which is incidentally actually my favorite corn song. I have a oh, wow. so fucking good. You know, it's a very good that's song. also my it's favorite good, corn song. Hot take. That's a good song. <laughs> Say what you will about corn. Yeah. Twisted Transistor is a banger. Um, I have a butt rock playlist for I know. working out. Can I tell you something about butt your butt rock playlist? Yeah. For a very long time, I thought that it was not butt rock, but I thought that it was workout for your butt and rock to do <laughs> yeah, that. It's butt rock to turn your butt. It's into called a yeah. Butt it's called, it's called uh, workout butt rock, and I thought yeah. that it was like workouts for your butt that you found rock that you would do that. What? For. I don't know. This Hi, is what I it's for a, a very Spotify long time. playlist. It's what I thought for a while. Oh no, uh, they are. I mean, it's good music to squat to. Like you can yeah. certainly work out your butt to it, but you don't have to. But you don't have You're to. You're under can, no obligation. You can work out whatever part of your body you want. Or to none. It. Who cares? Or none. Whatever. Just listen to butt rock. To have or a don't. nice time. Or don't. Preferably. Um. Ba ba ba. Banner saga. Banner saga too. So. It's very good. Um, I really like the turn-based combat. I really like the storytelling. I really, really, really like the art and design. Um, and I really like the music. It's all this like sweeping Nordic choral music. Oh, yeah. Um, which I have fun, a couple fun facts about the music. Oh, tell us. Um, the music was composed by this dude, Austin Wintry, who was uh, my neighbor growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. He, he's much, he's older than me, so he wasn't like, in like, play as kids mm-hmm. or anything like that he's like much older than me um these people our neighbors had like much older children like old yeah. enough to like babysit me when i was a kid oh my god of. did he babysit you he didn't his sister did oh, i okay. think i think it was the same people i, don't know. I mm-hmm. get all my neighbors confused from my childhood cold sure, sure, sure. um because i didn't really know them and uh yeah so he grew up on my street in my little suburban neighborhood in my cul-de-sac um and the music in Banner Saga is uh, performed and recorded by the Colorado Symphony Orchestra. I love that. Mm-hmm. The CSO is good, I yeah, think. I don't know anything about orchestras, but I've just seen them live a couple times and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Um, he did this thing, uh, which a friend of mine sang in uh, with one of the DU court, like, choirs yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where there was this like music of video games and stuff it was like a comic-con tie-in but it was in that. it was in like the winter it was weird really weird yeah. timing um where he uh guest came and conducted part of it and they played music from banner saga and journey because he composed journey too mm. um journey is a beautiful game mm-hmm. um and yeah the soundscape really i've heard this guy's kind of a jerk 
But oh. separately from that, he's a very good composer because the soundscape Great. really like rounds out this world. Um, there isn't a lot of voice acting. They'll just be mostly it's again just text on screen. Yeah, but there is some voice acting. Yeah, there's. And I was really stricken last night mm-hmm. by how uh, well done it was. That's about to say, yeah. yeah. There's not very much voice acting, but when it appears, it's, it's on. very well done. Oh yeah, I was really impressed. Um, yeah, it's just the it's it's I it's it's a uh, it's a video game I love. It's a series of video games I love because every it feels like the attention to every detail is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking like, about those details, uh, I really like the uh, the gods and mysticism in that game. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am fascinated by the gods and goddesses and goddesses that exist there. Yeah, the, the way the gods work in that mm-hmm. game is really interesting too because it's like in this world, the gods were once real and walking the yeah. earth and they are dead now. They mm-hmm. were killed in wars. Yeah. Um. So it's not that like they have these overarching deities that were like, you know, live in the sky or whatever. It's that there were gods and there aren't anymore because they're all dead. Yeah. Um. Which is so interesting to me. Um. And it's also a really interesting world where like there are not horses. I guess a long time ago the horse born killed all the horses. I get it. Um. So they're like, yeah, competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are not horses in this. It's like interesting things like that where like certain things don't exist in this world and in really they have interesting reasons ways. why. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And the way that the story is revealed, oh, no, I think Aaron just now turned on the heat, yeah. which he was going to do 40 minutes ago when That's he left. Fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Um, it's so cold in this room. Uh, but I yeah. Adjusted. Uh, the way that the story is revealed and the way that like the 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 mythos I guess is revealed or like the the elements it is it's like environmental storytelling where you yeah. just like it doesn't come out there's not like a codex where it comes out and is like there are no more horses in this world because the horse born killed yeah, all of like them Bioware has done that they have codexes yeah. in their games and while I love reading stuff about the world like I would much rather figure it out by being in it, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's easier because, like, obviously, like, Bioware's games are so big and there's yeah, so huge. much going on that you sort of need, like, it will do some environmental storytelling. Yes, it will. Where, like, it'll be like, this is the rock of so-and-so, and then you mm-hmm. can look in your codex and be like, oh, here's who so-and-so was. So it does a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but Banner Saga games are fairly short. They're, yes. like, less than 20 hours long. They're yeah. probably, like, Banner Saga 2 is probably, like, much less, probably like ten hours long. Oh, really? Or so. Then I'll be able it to felt play it. it felt very short, um, or like very digestible. Both of them did. Yeah. Um, that I played so far, and uh, yeah. So it'll it'll just like it's a bit of dialogue where somebody's like, like wary of the horse born. Like, didn't they kill all the horses and stuff? Like, and it's, you're like, oh, I you're like, oh yeah. Did. There's no more horses in this world. Um, yeah, so interesting stuff like that. Um, I took some more notes because I knew I'd be very tired when I was trying to talk about this. Uh, I just wrote, I have a note that just says Viking shit. And I don't uh-huh. know what that means other than talking about how I was playing this during a You probably Viking wrote that at like event. three in the morning and you were like, I'm going to know exactly, I'm gonna know exactly what, what this, this is means. referring to. And you just have no fucking There's idea. some tight ass Viking shit, I guess. There is some pretty tight ass Viking shit. And I also um, listen to a lot of butt rock. We haven't. <laughs> yeah. We haven't fully, um, that's a very good joke, Karen. We haven't fully. Finally, I got one! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then he Bye. runs out of the room. We have not, uh, fully talked about how, um, in depth the character development is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the character development in the ba- Banner Saga games is absolutely incredible. Like, it's I'm great. very yeah. invested in the lives of these characters and have uh, an understanding of where their motivations mm-hmm. are coming from. But at the beginning, they were, like, strangers to me. So mm-hmm. it's not just explained, like, in the beginning, like, through text, yeah, like, you kinda, Rook is blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 Yeah, you kind of uh, jump 
in in media res mm-hmm. a little bit. Which where I think like, is one of the good ways to do it. Oh, absolutely. Where like you start on this viral caravan and you're just kind of figuring out like the the it's not like you jump in and you're immediately like you know what the conflict is, yeah. but it, it I don't know it builds really well it over the course of the two really games. Really well. Um, and like you were saying, the character development is is unveiled in a way where also of course like the character development depends a little bit on your choices sure but in you terms also, of the way that you play the player character yes but you also learn what the prior relationships of these people are to each other based on their interactions then mm-hmm. you can change or build upon those oh totally which yeah i think is so cool and so fascinating and you also make some interesting choices to do with gender in the first game at least um like you can decide not what your gender is but like whether you allow women to participate in the fighting or whether you're comfortable with them being trained in fighting. And uh, I'm just really interested in the implications of that in in the rest of the series of games, like Mm -hmm. whether your actions in the first game saying, yeah, women should totally be able to fight... uh, Will will affect like what happens in the next two games in the world at large, like yeah. whether whether humans will be working on their sexism yeah. or whatever. Uh, so far, no, but that's because you're basically running from an apocalypse. Well, sure, sure, sure. That's in it, the first sexism two games. Is a little bit less important. When so yeah, so there's a little you. less like like either you'll have women trained or not. Um, it does do that semi problematic thing where women are fi- like important fighters in the game, but they're all archers and support characters. Yeah. Um, and like you, you have a couple of menders uh, in the second game in your two different player perspectives. You mm-hmm. have a mender in each of those, um, and the lady mender, she's a Valka, who are like the like top menders basically, yeah. um, is like kind of a semi useless support wizard. Like she's useful, but she's not like a combat mage. Yeah, um, which you know, there's all kinds of mages. Uh, but then the the guy that you have the the dude mender you have in your other player perspective is very much like a heavy hitting combat mage who can yeah. also do support. Um, and I I mean that's just more my style, so I I'm better at playing him. But sure. I also just think he's a better character, personally, fighting wise. Um, uh, but there is there is one very there's only one like melee lady that I've seen in either of the games, and she's a shield maiden. Yeah. Uh, in the in the second game, you are playing as so. There's a very big choice you can make at the end of the first game, and yes, you have to make at the end of the spoil. first game, which informs who your player character is going to be for the second game, which I won't tell you any more about. But yeah. it is a very big heartbreaking very choice. Impactful. I cried. I cried at the end of that game. Yep. Uh, speaking of games that I've cried about. Yeah. Um, and so you're playing as a human, uh, and then you're playing as a viral uh, named. Fuck! It's I like can't help you. Rotor or something. It's some Nordic shit. Anyway, um, and some you're playing Viking as him. Shit. Yeah, some Viking shit. You're playing as him no matter what, as far as I remember. And um, so he has this. He runs this mercenary group, and he has this shield maiden. Uh, her name is Folka, and she's great. Um, her defense is a little low, but I also just might be the way that I'm playing her. I'm yeah. not usually great at playing like spear people. Um, and she is very powerful and, and like butch and ripped, but she's the only like melee, like I said, the only melee lady mm. uh, in either of the games so far, um, which is fine. Like archers are very important and powerful. Yes. Um, but, but women can do more than arch. Yeah. Women can do more than arch. And ex- with the exception of one character in the first game, all the archers are women. Yes. That you can Make sure play. The mic. Sorry. <laughs> that you can uh, put into combat 
in the se- in the first and second game. Oh. <laughs> Kai always has life. to have the mic shoved oh, God. closer to them because they forget every week they forget which direction they need to talk into. Yeah, I get into it and I start rocking back and forth. And yeah. I look at you and then I don't look at the yeah, mic. Yeah, they forget that they have a unidirectional mic and they yeah, have to talk into the front I of it. I just kind of disregard that information in my head. Yeah. Um, so, Banner Saga, a good game. It's mildly problematic gender stuff like um, like that, like all of the archers are women and women are only archers type mm-hmm. of thing. The one prob- the um, one very powerful shield maiden lady, as far as I know, isn't gay, um, but she does remind me of Aowen, who uh, is the shield maiden of Rohan. Yes, who is a I'm very familiar. like um, like Aowen. I don't think I, I acknowledge in my like root work but how powerful is a part of it. and important Aowen. Yes. Especially ripping off her helmet, going "I am no man," and then oh, stabbing yeah. the Witch King of Angmar in no, the face. No, it's very powerful. Um, was how important that was to my development as a, a, homosexual, as a homosexual and a powerful f- feminist person. Um, but the story is very brilliant. I think that yes. was also my my first inklings of feminist awakening as yeah. a child because yes. I thought she was so cool. She's fucking the greatest. Yeah. You were like, yeah, cool hell yeah, yeah. I was like, it was like the first time in uh, in a film. That I like saw like the woman get to be a hero. And yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I do wish, I've always wished that the women in Lord of the Rings have more agency. Like, a yeah. yeah. Would have way more agency Which, over her story. Yes, I know. It sucks. And that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's my one complaint about Lord of the Rings. Write yeah. your own Lord of the Rings, everyone. Give us a better, get it better With feminist gay representation. With gay people. And, and trans and people. Hookers. And. People of color, please. Yes. For the love oh, of God. Yeah. People yeah, yeah, of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the love of God, people of color. Black people, um, indigenous people. It's, yeah. Uh, and like Arwen is such a fucking cool character and she gets like one badass moment and then spends the rest, the next, in the first movie and then spends the next two movies like crying, basically. Which, fair. I mean, I cry a lot also yeah, and I could see myself spending. She's like a powerful warrior and basically no agency in the story. Yeah. It's obnoxious, especially because Liv Tyler's very hot. I want to see her. Do more, you know, um, in general. Um, uh, but yeah, so. Oh, yeah. I hate that Aerosmith exists, but I'm glad that Liv Tyler exists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, the biggest fan of the existence of I Steven hate Tyler. That Aerosmith exists, I but, do. I, but I, it, it gave us Liv Tyler eventually. I really don't like their music. Do you know one time Steven Tyler came into the tattoo and piercing shop where I work? Do you know one time? Uh, I did not know that. One of he our came friends to buy jewelry. Did he, to a party did he open Tyler? his mouth and like everything was sucked in like <laughs> and, a, through a black hole? Yep, and I, we've been inside Steven Tyler's mouth this whole time. Wow. wow. Um, no, he apparently like comes to Denver a lot because he has like friends who live yeah, here dude, or some shit. One of our, th- his friends are our friend who I will not name on the podcast uh aunts and uncle so she goes to their parties all the time yeah uh i wasn't there the day steven tyler came in i heard he was a real dick this is just what i heard i am unsurprised uh, and he had terrible taste in jewelry he bought really zero percent surprise yeah yeah and he, he bought surprised. like really like i don't know crappy brass jewelry. like his just the jewelry i don't know why we sell jewelry that i don't personally find attractive well you don't anymore because you're the jewelry manager yeah, we don't have to anymore um but yeah he bought like some of our our cheesiest pieces but also to be fair jewelry that you personally find attractive is not objectively good jewelry no no, no. I, I buy jewelry that sells yes I know um this. but he yeah he 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 had poor taste in jewelry he bought like i think that what is is he bought like cheap like not cheap mm. but like inexpensive jewelry and mm-hmm. like he is steven tyler he could have bought like the most expensive pieces we in don't the know store. what his finances look like okay 
He's very rich. He's extremely <laughs> wealthy. Do you want to look it up? I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah look actually, up Stephen Tyler net worth. Um, while you're looking that up, I actually have developed. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Teach me how to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, really it's appreciate me that doesn't know how to Google. You have to tell me I was how just to Google. I know. I ju- it was sorry. just a joke. I okay. was just singing you. I was trying to mansplain. I know. Mansplain I was just Googling. singing you. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was being rude. $130 million now. Yeah, so wow, holy he could have bought the shop, let alone the most expensive Are you piece sure of land. He doesn't hidden. own Soul Tribe. I am I'm so positive. Very certain. Every part of me knows that he doesn't. You would have to physically doesn't. fight the owner of Soul Tribe to the death. And she would win. And she would win. Yeah. 100% she would win. No, totally. Um, so, I bet Steven Tyler, I bet he's one of those people that if you punched him, he'd just start crying. I would probably start crying if you punched me. I know, Kai, but you're I'd not punch like. you back, but I'd not, cry. Not like a hardened rock star. I'm a very, I'm a very soft, loose rock star. Yeah. Um, well. So I developed uh, a, a new question that we might be able to ask every week that might be good for wrap up. Great. Wait, are we done, am I done talking about the Banner Saga? Yes, you are. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's really good. You should play the Banner Saga games. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk mild, just for a second, more about Stoic Games, the company that made uh-huh. it. I know I already talked about they were started no, by ex-Bioware employees. Uh, they have 13 employees, so very, very small wow. team. For very, very successful. So the first the first game was like wildly successful. And then they had a pub, and it was Kickstarter backed entirely. Mm-hmm. The second game they had, it's kind of interesting to me, they had a publishing company for um, and the second game didn't do as well. Mm. And the creators were like, now nah, fuck this. And so for the third game, they went back to Kickstarter. Wow, good for um, them. Because they like weren't happy with the... Pr- I mean, who knows where the fault lies, I'm sure, on all sides. Yeah. Um, there's also a person who works for Stoic Games. Oh, what is their name? Whose actual name is very funny. Hold on. Stand by. Yeah, no, Wikipedia article is still open. Bye. Oh, yeah, whose actual name is John Watson. Excellent. As in from Sherlock Holmes. I get it. That's and I'm sure I'm, he's never heard anything about that in his entire life. Yeah, just like fucking Alan Cumming, who I forget if that discussion was on or off the podcast. That was off the podcast. It was off that the was podcast. We had, a whole, Alan we had a whole Alan Cumming bit at the, before we started yeah. recording. Um, um, it, it was a shame that you missed it. Yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Anna and I do talk when we're not on the podcast. I do just want to reiterate. Yeah. And conversations we have are sometimes funny, and I bet you wish you were there. You could be. Send us an email at ifitsgameplay <laughs> at gmail.com. If you want to come to our house and sit in on a podcast recording. Which would actually be really cute. Yeah, why not? I don't sure. Know. Who cares? Um, what's the question that you developed? So I'm curious um, how you feel uh, your gender has evolved this week. I like that. I also have another question that's gaming related that I just thought of. Well, how about I ask you that and then you ask me the yeah, gaming yeah, yeah, related yeah, 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 yeah. one. Uh, which I want you to ask me about the game I just played too. So anyway. Okay, great, 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 great. Uh, so how do I feel like my gender has evolved? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's gotten... Uh, it's felt well. I've been very sick, so it's hard to like focus on my gender, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I've I've been feeling a sense of a, a sense of um, ancientness mm. for the past couple of days because I sat in a room with Vikings handpoke tattoos while we listened to like modern like Viking experimental folk music mm-hmm. all day. Um, but yeah, it's just felt. So I guess my gender has felt. I want to explore this more. Uh, more ancient, like older. Something more that's ancient, helped, um, specifically. Yeah, with me with that, and I don't know if this will help you. Is researching with my ancient gender? Yeah, with your ancient gender is researching um, some of the uh, like 
uh, Irish history of cross-dressing, transvestism, and transgenderness. Hell yeah. Like, there's Ireland's just a lot of... Ireland's gay as fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of queer history to do with Ireland that I think you would really get a lot out of because a lot of the, like, Gaelic and Celtic traditions involve some, you know, gender, gender play fuckery. and gender fuckery. And that really helped me feel very connected to that. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have an ancient Irish gender with Oh, yeah. You. Well, also... And I think also Greek-wise... Greeks invented yeah. homosexuality, so... Well... We invented being gay. Okay. Kai, I'm doing a bit, and you I know, know yeah, I am. I, yeah, yes, yeah. and me. For yeah, once yeah. in your goddamn okay, life. Greeks, for once in my life. You may be Greek, but did you know? This is the worst sentence I've ever read, and I made oh, a face. No. All right, here we go. You may be Greek, but did you know something about fucking Steven Tyler? Is yes. Steven Tyler Italian? You might search on Google, which I wouldn't. will get you this. Tyler, born Steven Victor Tallarico, is an interesting blend. Is he? Because listen to what he's about to say. One quarter Italian, one quarter German, one quarter Polish Russian, and one quarter American mutt. What a fascinating what white the person. Fuck does what does that last American sentence mutt? mean? It means nothing. It means nothing. And that, how is that interesting? It means we don't know, and that's also not interesting at all. White people's genetics is not interesting. No. It no. is interesting it on an individual level. Like, yes. I would be interested to do my own, like, genealogy. Genealogy, because like whatever. plus percent Irish. Yeah. Yeah, Kai Monahan. Um, yeah, listen. But uh, and I know that like I'm Irish and Greek, but like I'd be interested to see how ethnically whatever I actually am. But that's not interesting to anybody else besides me. No, I mean it was important to me for my spiritual development because I like my practice to be not appropriative. Well, yeah. So like I I I know I'm Irish and Greek, yeah, exactly. and like those that's where my ancestry is. I'm just curious what because I don't really know that much about my dad's side of the family. I'm curious what else is there and what I might have a genetic predisposition to because nobody will tell me about yeah, my that's medical important. history. Yeah, that's so Hannah. Family. What was the question about? Um, do you want to ask me about the gender thing or do you want to ask me about the games thing? I do want to ask you about the gender thing. I think we should both answer all questions. Okay. We'll both answer all questions. Um, I In the world. had a very a interesting quiz. past, I think it was three days, maybe three days, where uh, I had this photo shoot uh, that I mentioned lately earlier where I got to dress up in my very fun, very goth outfit and my very good overalls. Um and the person doing the photo shoot really wanted me to do some very traditionally feminine pinup poses, which I was very excited about. Oh, that's very about. powerful. I it was very powerful. Pinup is powerful. To see them. Um, they're going to be posted on the group chat. Uh, but um, I had a really hard time getting my body to do those things and feeling comfortable doing those things in my body, not because I did not desire them or want my body to do that, but because I have never learned how to be feminine in any real way. All of it is just stuff that I've kind of stolen over the years or thought about. And then immediately after that, I had a very intense therapy session where I cried, which I often don't do in therapy because I'm so fucking frustrated with the fact that I don't feel like I'm capable of femininity or feminine enough, no matter how badly I desire it. And that's what my gender feels like this week. It's It's been developing and it's very it's very hard my gender feels very difficult right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I cry in pretty much every therapy session, so that's so interesting to me that you don't usually cry in therapy. I get angry. Yeah, you're kind of in that phase. I'm I get angry, angry and phase. I cry. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting more into the crying part now, but we'll see. Um, I would, so I'm going to ask you this question, even though I know you... Oh, hello, there's a cat in here. There's a floof right there. Oh, that's a meow. Um, I, excuse I me, Miss. Them. Do you have something to say? She did. <laughs> okay, bye. I wonder if you heard that on the podcast. I hope you did. She's very cute. She's very fat and fluffy. 
What's the cat's name again, Aaron? Luna. Luna. I can't tell if she's fat or if she's just fluffy, my dude. She's Both. three pounds overweight. She's quite fat and Actually, quite fluffy. Actually, I think it's more like five pounds. Um, so I would I would ask you this, but I know you haven't played anything, so... Uh, ask me in any way. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel like you learned from what you played this week? Um, so you can talk about what you learned from us, I guess. Because you were talking about how we want to assess more, like, yeah, after that Ologies episode that about, just, like, yeah, yeah, the media and just. So what do you feel like you learned from us, then, I guess? Well, I think something that was really interesting for me to explore in us was uh, very multifaceted because there's a lot of layers to the movie. I'm planning on seeing it again because there was just so much there. Um, I think that the uh, concept of the Lacanian shadow self has always been so interesting to me. I was asking you afterward, do you think Jordan Peele has read Lacan? And you were yes. like, yes. And I was Absolutely. like, probably, definitely, yes. He was friends with Greg. Um, and he was friends with Greg? Yeah, Keegan yeah, Peele were friends with no. Greg. Yeah, Greg, Greg is like, I knew them when he they were Jordan third. and yeah. Keegan. Yeah. Wow. Is he still like in contact with them? I don't yeah, think so. I think, I think not as much. Not he as talks much. when he talks about it, he seems kind of bummed out that they're yeah, not as close. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Wow. Well, one of our friends, yeah. Um yes. so and, and Greg is big into that kind of thing uh, around that. I time. love you, Greg. Love you, Greg. I love you, Greg. I'm seeing him on next Friday. Um yeah. thank you. Greg uh, rules. Greg rules. Greg rules. So um I have no idea if he listens to our podcast, but I don't think he has Probably time. Not. But he anyway, have any time. he's a very busy man. Um, what did you learn? He's a very beautiful girlfriend and you have lots of acting to do out in the world and teaching people to and teach. Professing and, yeah. and, and what have you. Yeah, theses to write Weed and shit. Smoke. Yeah, weed to smoke, probably. <laughs> Cannot confirm. Don't We don't want to spread that. I mean, <laughs> no. it's legal, whatever. Yeah. I just don't. He's a professor, so I don't I know, know if he wants people to know that he, I think he smokes weed. Yeah. Uh, so, so what I learned from us is um, there was a lot of very interesting investigations of uh, privilege, but also the like Lacanian shadow self, which I want to talk more about in a further episode. But I've always had a terrible fear of mirrors and doppelgangers. Yeah, you hate mirrors. And I think that that's really interesting because the concept of the shadow self, which is like the other, which is kind of what I perceive in the mirror as a doppelganger, is inherently threatening to our ego, like our sense of self. Um, because we have this very defined sense of self that is based in our rejection of these things that we perceive as other, which is arguably part of the reason why, um, you know, it talks about abject responses and why, mm -hmm. like, straight gay people and, like, why trans people are so threatening just on a societal level because it forces you to contend with your own sense of self and things that you always thought were true and stuff like that. So I'm really interested in the fact that I as a person who is othered in several ways is terrified of the other in a lot of, in a lot of contexts like that. Um, and I'm, and I, and I always wonder like why that is. And it was causing me to sort of just be reflective about that as well as just kind of think about what I think makes a good story and like oh, what totally. good storytelling is and what good filmmaking is. And I was just stricken by some of the, um, beautiful nature of the shots and the colors that were used how about well i can't really say anything there's just one of my favorite things about the movie if i may say real quick you is may. how how surreal and dreamlike the whole thing is yes and it goes in these directions that i just completely did not expect yeah at the beginning and there's this really amazing there's like really amazing color motifs and motifs about pop culture mm -hmm. and yes. And, like, the ideas of culture at the time in the 80s to, like, how we're still in, like, that hangover now. How kind yeah. of everything 
about the 80s, like the love of money, this fake, like, like the love of money and the, the gathering cocaine. of wealth. Hmm? The cocaine, I said. The cocaine. Well, yeah, I guess that plays into it. And like this like fake, like humanitarian, like this half-assed humanitarianism. Yeah. That's like a huge part of no, it. No, it totally and is. And like the the final image of the movie that mm. comes out of it is like something I would see in a dream. And that's yes. one of my absolute favorite parts is it, it truly I feels like it, it comes from our collective subconscious. Oh, thank and you And it's for this that. really horrifying but beautiful image all yes. at once. And it's like this really like, like, uh... It's funny that you're talking about mirrors. I guess the whole thing is about mirrors. So it's mm-hmm. like really holding Shadow up a mirror self. to us. Yeah. As, this, as is a, you. this is what you look this like. This is what you look like. Um, a mirror to us and like how fake a lot of our like ideas about like how good of people we are. Oh, you know? totally. And like and that's what it's just such an amazing movie. One of my favorite things about it is that you go in and there's so many Chekhov's gun moments. Like at the very oh, the beginning, very first scene. Yeah, the very first scene is this is almost the same as the very. I last actually, scene. as soon as I saw that they were wearing red, I yeah. I called it. No, it me was, too. Yeah, um, I also knew a little bit about the film before going in. So there were some things that you I was specifically looking for. I didn't cheat. I just listened to the read. I listened to the read. You cheated. Um, but it was it was very good. So Hannah has a beautiful cat sitting on her lap, and Hannah, I want to hear um what you feel that you learned uh, about the game that you played this week. Who is the cat? It's fine. She's fine. I've been chosen, and there's a big chunky floof on my lap slash chest, purring and blinking and just waving her little tail back and forth. So tell us. Tell I wonder us. if you can hear the cat purring in the microphone. Miss? Oh, <laughs> she rubbed her face. <laughs> She's Excuse a... me, miss. Do you have any cute things to say? I just run around the house screaming at her about how cute she is. Yeah. I do that tutorial all the time. I do that tutorial a lot. You're so funny, cat! Pardon? Uh, Luna, what did you learn from the video games you played this week? Oh, yeah? That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. She wow. that microphone now. Yeah, it's hers. She uh, is perfect. Um, I'm sorry, I got very distracted because there's no, a, it's a so big, good. beautiful cat on me. Anyway, uh, I... What, did I, what do I feel like I learned? Um, I feel like I learned like, and like I knew this, but like I, I relearn it all the time, like how simple and beautiful world building and storytelling can be. Like the world building is not simple, but like the, the mechanic of the game as just like a point and click adventure game is fairly simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need very complicated gameplay yeah. to... And, like, how effectively indie games are often able to tell stories through very, like, simple or simplified mediums. Oh, totally. Like Red Strings Club. It's yeah, all or like media, I guess. Yeah, how, like, a lot of very good indie games are, like, 8-bit or 16-bit or what have you. Or, like, point and click. Or 2D or stuff. Um, And, like, without the distraction of, like, expensive mechanics, just simply tell a very beautiful story. And not to say that, like... Big triple A games with expensive mechanics don't tell amazing stories because yeah, they do. Yeah, they're mad or anything like that. Um, but it's just yeah, I just I I learned like, or I I reaffirmed how effectively you can build a world and tell a story, uh, in a relatively simple way. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That's a great lesson to learn. I think it's, I'm like, really it's like a very complicated to story told simply. I love which that. is is brilliant writing. Yes, That's like the crux of. 
what writing should be. It's in many ways the opposite of the Song of Ice and Fire book series. Yeah. And the Game of Thrones television oh. show. <laughs> I lost their pop screen. Um, I was just going to say I love you and I love talking to you and I love your opinions. I love you and I love talking to you and I love your opinions. You're very smart. Thanks, bud. So are you. Thanks, bud. Um, so you can, if you want more wholesome content like this, because <laughs> this is very wholesome. Very wholesome content. You can follow us on uh uh, well, you could subscribe to us on iTunes. First of all, fucking subscribe to us. Leave us a rating and review, and a please. Um, all five stars so far, baby, is all I'm saying. Um, keep up the trend. Keep up that trend. Uh, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Else people listen to podcasts, Google Play. Um, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Gay Gamers with a Z. Uh, you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com. Uh, tell us about your favorite indie games. Tell us what you think of the Banner Saga if you've played it. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on it, especially um, some of the like contending with sexism and high fantasy, because I think that most high fantasy that's not written like by women or queer people or like folks of color, black people or indigenous people is very bad at dealing with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But some of it is enjoyable, like despite that. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to hear what people's opinions are. Yeah, it could definitely, Better Saga could definitely stand to be a more diverse world. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so check it out. Um, Social media, email. um, And that's probably all. Oh yeah, email us at if it's kid, we play at gmail.com. Huh? Did you already say that? that. Okay, cool. Uh, I know I said that Uh, earlier in the episode. You can go to stickpokeprod.com and check out the other shows on the network, uh, including uh, Encyclopedia, including This Is Grandma's House, and including the currently in development release hell, the podcast, (laughs) at least formerly known as No Exit, which may be getting rejected because the, the, the title No Exit is copywritten. Um, So that might be getting renamed, Uh, but it's a horror comedy podcast and it's coming to you soon. Or a comedy horror podcast. We don't. We just they don't do horror, horror comedies. comedies. They but we do will comedy at some point, about but horror. But we do comedy about horror. And it stars uh, you and Wendy, a uh, friend of the show, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> it stars Wendy, friend of the show, Wendy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do my job here today uh, because I'm an idiot. So <laughs> you're not an idiot. You're not an idiot. I'm forgetful. You're forgetful. Um. So, but don't forget. To keep don't forget. Do not forget to keep. <laughs> don't be segway, a Kai. Segway. Don't pull a Kai. And don't forget to keep playing gay. And keep being games. And fuck shit up. Goodbye. Does Luna want to say anything? Get some more of that purr. Get some more of that purr. Luna, do you want to say anything to say goodbye? Oh, it sounds so good on the mic. Oh, I fucking bet. That's ASMR right there, baby. 